This week on the show, Optic win a space in E-League, Cloud9 sign a new fifth, and Star Series 14 is right around the corner. I'm Jack Westerman, joined by Jason Moses O'Toole, and you're watching Pop Flash. Our first story of the new year is Turner's E-League tournament, the first event of which was the Road to Vegas, which took place over the weekend in Las Vegas uh, over in Nevada. So, Jason, this was a $35,000 tournament, but more importantly, the winning team would advance and earn a spot in the full E-League itself, which uh, is going to take place during the summer, I believe, with a prize pool of $1.2 million. So, uh, all to play for in this game. And... It was just a game. It was one best of three match between the North American team Optic and Polish team CSGL. So as we get these two matches up on screen, uh, we'll see that overall Optic took this match uh, two maps to nil. Pretty pretty light work on the second game as well. So uh, as we dive into it, Jason, Optic aren't really seen as a contender as being a top NA team. I think that's fair to say. They're, they're floating around there, but really most people would give it to Liquid and Cloud9. Uh, and of course, North American teams have always historically struggled against Europeans. How did this matchup look on paper? A North American team, Optic versus CSGL, going into this game? Uh, for me, it looked pretty cool. I mean, it was just kind of a test to see where Optic is at. And this is a team that, um, you know, had a really good result in, in one land, even against Europeans, and then bombed out of the next one against only North Americans. And so this was kind of a, a new barometer just to see what was going to be going on with the squad. Um, I mean, it's like a tier two European team. So in my opinion, this is a team that Optic should have beat. Um, yeah. I was very surprised by the by the scoreline on Cobble. But uh, I mean, on paper, this was just kind of a good test for them, a match that, that they should have won and they did. Okay, well, before we come and talk about Cobblestone, the first map was Train, and CSGL initially got off to a pretty good start. It was 10-5 on the CT side, so uh, no alarm bells just yet. But then they moved over to the Terrace side, and Optic came back to win 11-3 on the CT side. Is this a case of mental strength, a display of mental strength from Optic, or just them taking advantage of a CT-sided map? Um, You know... I, it's good. It's got to be the second one, the, taking advantage of a CT side of map, because actually when I talked to them after this best of three, like right after they had won, um, they had actually expected Train to be the third map, and it was a map that they hadn't played yet as a team, hadn't gone over. They went into it just completely not knowing, you know, how they were going to play it, what they were going to do. Um, and, and I think that that actually might have just helped them, uh, especially after being down in the first half. You know, it's still just kind of like freewheeling, no pressure. We're not expecting to really win this. Um, you know, let's just go out, rely on our skills, see what happens. And they ended up taking it, uh, which is really, really cool. But, um, yeah, they, they didn't prepare for this map whatsoever. They thought it would be the third that that Mirage would be played first. Uh, so good stuff from them. Yeah, wow. Okay, so not to not even practice and then get 16-13, that's, uh, that's a pretty good result for Optic. And then, of course, the second map was Cobblestone, and that this was just a blowout, right? 16-3 uh, yeah. overall, and Optic won Terrorist side on Cobble, 14 rounds to 1. What on earth do you chalk that up to, Jason? Is, I mean, what was going wrong for CSGL, that half? I think, honestly, I think they just had to have been mentally out of it, um, which which is yeah. a bummer to see it happen after just one map, and it's such an important best of three, but they were they were missing shots that you should never miss. I mean, they were missing completely blind opponents. They had a couple of really nice pop flashes on the B platform when they were CTs, uh, and just, you know, it was like two different players who would just miss an entire clip without getting a single kill. Um, so <laughs> it, it just looked, looked like 
uh, Golounch had, had just been mentally checked out, that they weren't, and you kind of got the feeling, you got the sense that there was no chance they had at winning this map because none of their players were showing up. Uh, and that's just kind of the way things rolled. Um, it was definitely a good win by, by Optic. They looked on top of their game. It's just they never really got tested, so we don't really, we still kind of don't have this uh, this idea of where exactly they are. I think that's that 16-3 to is a win that wouldn't happen, you know, more often, uh, more often than not. So yep. it's just kind of interesting, but um, I mean, all, all hats off to them for just completely dominating and not taking their foot off the pedal whatsoever. Okay, well, Optic have now advanced. They've earned their place in uh, the Turner E-League, which takes place in uh, early summer this year. Now, we don't know much about the E-League so far, but uh, Jake, can, what can you tell us about what we do know and uh, what do you expect from this flagship league, as people are calling it? Well, we really don't know much at all. I mean, we, we don't really know anything, to be to be fair. Um, we know that <laughs> yeah. it's $1.2 million that they've announced. We know that there's going to be televised matches on uh, North American television um, on Fridays next year during the season, uh, one night per week. Uh, but we don't know the teams that are going to be involved. We don't know the structure, really, of it so much that's been announced. So... Um, it's still, still a lot of it is in the dark. I know the expectations right now, the rumors that are going around is that it's going to be mostly um, a North American league, that the top European yeah. teams haven't signed on to it quite yet. But, I mean, I don't I don't have the details. I don't know where that's going or, or what further talks. I think that would be very detrimental to such a big league if the top European teams aren't involved. Um, so hopefully they can nail some things out soon and get some more information out to us. Our second topic this week is the Star Series 14 finals, which are due to take place this week, starting January 13th through to Sunday the 17th. Now, Jason, pretty big league, $200,000 up for grabs, and, uh, well, eight of the best teams in the world. Let's take a look at the groups on screen now. So, over in Group A, we've got Na'Vi, CyberZen, G2, and Luminosity. And the first team I want to talk about here, Jason, is CyberZen, this uh, Chinese team who've kind of by, or by all accounts been shaking up the Asian scene as of late uh, they beat Tai Lu at LAN to in a place at this tournament and uh, I guess it's noteworthy in itself because we haven't seen many Asian teams competing internationally in CSGO so far there's been there's a couple of Japanese teams at ESWC and that kind of thing but this is this is pretty major in uh, in yeah. CSGO terms I guess what impact can these guys have on the field here at Star Series the the honest the honest answer is uh, probably not much. I have no idea though. I haven't I personally haven't seen very many Asian teams play. Just like you said, we haven't got exposed to them very much. Um, yep. well, from what we have seen, you think back to some of the DreamHack Stockholm uh, qualifiers for Occlusion Apoka uh, at the end of last year. Um, with some very talented individual players. Um, you know, you think back to that crazy guy who had a lot of hype around him. Um, yeah. but, but this team in specific, I, I have no idea. Um, the tough part is they're going against a Navi team that ended the year so incredibly strong. Um, that's going to be very, very difficult for them to open this tournament up on. Um, I mean, any one of this group is going to be a struggle for them. The one thing that Navi will afford them, at least, at the very least, is that Navi is such a slow-paced team that it's going to allow them to feel a little bit comfortable. They're not, you know, they're not. Navi's not known for these rushes, for these high-pressure, very early-on, you know, attacks. So CyberZen is going to be able to chill, sit back, at least in a little bit of the round, communicate, try and calm themselves down before some of the hits come in. But even with Navi's passive playstyle, you still see this being an easy win this group for them yeah uh not the whole group but definitely this first matchup yeah of g2 and luminosity who's going to give them the most challenge in their 
uh, winner's match? I think Luminosity. I mean, Luminosity and Navi have always had six series. Uh, you know, Luminosity still hasn't overcome them, but you know, G two's no slouch either. Still, we still need to see a little bit. The the opening of AZ and G two wasn't wasn't that um, overwhelming. Uh, big big name pickup that they made at the end of the last year after the after the major after Dennis went towards Fnatic, um, mm -hmm. but his first showing at IEM wasn't really that, uh, you know, didn't stand out to me very much, but Luminosity has just been continuously improving, um, strategic team, so you know Fallen's going to be prepared for Navi and for G2, uh, a lot of talent on that Luminosity roster, so I think that's the team that'll give them the most trouble, and I think that's going to be, hopefully, is it's what I'm hoping for, is to see another just sick best-of-three matchup between Navi and Luminosity. Okay, well, if Navi don't have any trouble in Group A, they will then, of course, advance to the brackets where they'll face one of the teams from Group B. And Group B is fairly stacked, I think yeah. it's fair to say, right? We've got Fnatic, Envy, uh, Question Mark, and Titan. Uh, three of those teams, you know, absolutely dominant as of it well yeah. in the last few months. Um, who is going to advance from this mess other than Titan finishing last? Is that fair to say? Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know... Not necessarily? Yeah, I wouldn't quite just, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't 100% it. But okay. um, this group is pretty crazy just because there's three, like, potential tournament winners in it with Fnatic, Envy, and, and TQM, um, which is a bit of a bummer with how that played out. Uh, but, you know, at the end of last year, even, you know, the start of this year, TQM and Envy um, – you know they're, they weren't they weren't very dominant. They were kind of slumping a little bit, um, and I think they just played all three of those teams: Titan, TQM, and Envy. Just played in what is it, the Red Dot Championship? Just played out online. Um, yeah. Titan gave TQM a very good run for their money. TQM just crushed Envy in, in the in the online in their matchup online. Um, so pretty interesting to see. Uh, also, Envy bringing in Maniac, TQM having Zonic. There's a lot of cool storylines we're going to see here. Maniac's going to be an analyst, though he's not going to be coaching Envy at the event. Um, but this this group is up in the air. I think it'd be very very difficult. I think that you could say with some decent confidence that Fnatic will emerge from the group. Although whether they're gonna you know go out in first or second, I'm not sure. You you mentioned the circumstances as to how this occurred. Um, so Group B kind of came together because Team Method dropped out of the event, so Envy mm -hmm. stepped in as a replacement, right? Uh, but the seedings weren't adjusted, so as a result, Group A. Not too bad, but Group B is completely stacked. Do you think it was a mistake not to reseed the whole event after Envy decided they were going to step in? Yeah, absolutely. Or, or at least not, you know, the lower two teams in each in each group. You know, maybe keep the top seeds in each group, but the lower seeds in each group needed to get reseeded um, because this is just kind of a bummer. I mean, there's a lot of cool matchups that that could occur in the bracket stage, but having one of, you know, these are these are probably, you know, with Navi. I mean, these are three of the top four teams in the world, and they're, you know, someone's not going to make it out. So that's a bummer. But, you know, it's, it's, it's the first term of the year, so no big issue, I guess. Absolutely. And uh, one more question before we move on from this. Yeah. So uh, Fnatic obviously finished the end of the year 2015 on that tremendous hot streak. They won, you know, several events in a row after the roster change, dropping Pronax. Is it fair to say, I know we're only looking at group stage matchups here, but if I guess if you allowed yourself to speculate a little bit, would you see Fnatic winning this fairly easily again? No, not not easily at all. Um, no. Even even towards the end of the year, I still think that Navi should have beat Fnatic in the last tournament of the year at, at Pro League Finals uh, season two, um, back in December. 
Um, So I think Fnatic still, it's another one of those things where, you know, JW mentioned it in his uh, reflection series with Thorin that um, they hadn't had a chance quite to practice very much with Dennis. It had only been like one to two weeks during that three tournament win streak they had. Um, And then they probably went on a holiday break. So it remains to be seen how much they've come back in with practice with Dennis. Um, And also just the first term of the year in general, a lot of these teams are just recently coming back to practice both individually and as as a team. So I expect there to be uh, some little, a little bit of shaky play from all the teams involved, really. Last but not least, I've got some quickfire questions for you, Jason. So, quick as you can, give me your thoughts on the following news stories from the week. First of all, Cloud9 have announced the signing of 19-year-old Stewie2K as their fifth player. Yeah, this is a, this is a risky pickup here. This is like a long-term pickup where they want to they want to see some return later down the stretch. They're not looking for this to be you know early returns on the investment. Uh, a yeah. lot of people are very curious as to why they would pick up Stewie 2K, and I think it's got to indicate that they asked some more high-profile people, and everyone said no, so they decided to go with you know someone they might be able to develop. Um, it's going to be rough in the beginning, uh, and I think Stewie is going to have a tough time adjusting. But if he can, he's very very skilled, and it could be a big impact. But for the time being. Uh, they'll be able to compete in North America, but this pickup, not they won't be able to compete in Europe. Former professional player, or I guess current professional player, depending on how you look at it, Maniac has joined Team Envious as a coach. Yeah, I like this a lot. I worked with Maniac at IEM San Jose. Um, very impressive guy to talk to in terms of Counter-Strike knowledge, but also, um, you know, everything, his approach to Counter-Strike was very much mental game. Everything he liked to talk about was, you know, how are you mentally performing in the match are you solid are you confident um and that's a lot of the issues that envy had was getting frustrated during their matches we saw a lot of eepl uh finals at the end of the season um just envious players being very stressed out it seemed like in games so i think he can help out a lot with this squad and last but not least this weekend there is the mlg minor qualifier so this is a regional north american qualifier for the main mlg major taking place at the end of march Yep, and that's gonna be that's gonna be really cool because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of the top North American teams that we see in pro league. There's gonna be enemy, which I'm excited to see. It has my boy Kusta on it, so I hope he goes beast mode. Um, you know, complexity is supposed to be there. Winter Fox is gonna be there. The the big one as well, Optic Gaming. You got to consider them the favorites to win this outright. Um, yeah. So so it's just the one winner of this goes to uh, the major qualifier, and then one more from North America will get in the last chance qualifier, which is online. Um, but there there's going to be some cool matchups, and I could see some uh, some small upsets here from a couple squads. That's it for this week. I'm Jack Westerman, joined by Jason Moses O'Toole, and we'll be back next Wednesday with another episode of Pop Flash.